Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Wellness Journey, live with Linus of Praiseworks on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual fulfillment. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Linus. Welcome to another broadcast of the Wellness Journey Live. I'm so glad that you have taken the time to join us today because we're going to be talking about something that I think is really, really important. Um, first of all, I'm Linus with Wellens, and uh, I am a wellness expert, the talk show host for the Wellness Journey Live, and also publisher and editor of Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. And what we talk about here on the Wellness Journey are all the things that we feel you need to know about along your journey to wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Because we are actually comprised of all kinds of different components. And in order to be well, if anything is out of sync, if your spiritual life is out of sync, if your mental capacity is not doing well, and of course, if your physical body is not well, then you're not well. So we try to find people that have different points of views to share with you different ways that you can be totally well along your journey uh, to wellness. And one of the things we, that I wanted to share with you today is all about taking care of your spiritual wellness and your mental wellness. Because if you don't, over time, it can exacerbate and impact you physically. Uh, today we have a wonderful guest. We did this recording a couple of months ago, and I'm so glad to be able to share it with you. Dortha Heights who is the author of Rising Above the Ashes, Reigniting Your Joy After Any Loss, has written a wonderful book about her experience, what she went through losing 27 people within two years. These weren't 27 people who were acquaintances of hers. These were people that she knew well, people who were a part of her life. And the journey that she went through to reignite her passion and her joy for life She's also going to talk a little bit about what some of the leftover residuals of going through that kind of unexpected loss and trauma uh, physically has been. When I'm talking with Dorothy, I'm going to be talking to her through a friend of hers because during this journey, Dorothy uh, or Dortha lost her voice. She can no longer speak above a whisper. So a very good friend of hers was kind enough to be her interpreter, so to speak. So the voice you hear on this interview is her very dear friend who's helping her communicate this very important 
message to the world. I'm glad to report that Dorothy Heights is doing fabulously well. Uh, her book has just come out. It's doing very well on Amazon. In fact, you can go directly to the link on the show page and click on the title, Rising Above the Ashes, Reigniting Your Joy After Any Loss, and go directly there to purchase the book. You've got to read this book. It is wonderful. And it will just really open up your eyes about all the joy and all the passion and purpose that is awaiting us in our lives, even after we go through significant losses and significant pains throughout our lives. So here's the interview I did with Dorothy Heiss. I am so glad to be able to bring to you today Dorothy Heiss, who uh, is someone I met a few years ago. Uh, she has a remarkable business uh, as a social media person and also as a virtual assistant. And that's how I originally met her is through social media. But over the years, we've kind of gotten to know each other a little bit, and uh, I found out that she had written this book. And I was really uh, interested in the book. She sent a copy uh, to me for the book, and I decided I wanted to interview her because of the themes that were in the book. And, of course, we're we're going to be listening to this in the month of February, which is Self-Care, Self-Love Month. And I thought her book had so much to do with how to learn to love yourself, especially if you come from a background where you didn't feel that love from others um, when, when, it, when you really counted on it the most. And Dorothy's book really is a beautiful uh, way of showing, of sharing with people about, you know, how she dealt with her loss and her pain. And in doing that, uh, writing the book and, and hopefully helping others at the same time. So welcome, Dorothy, to the wellness journey. Thank you. First of all, I'm excited Dorothy, to be here, by the way. I'm excited yes. to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. And also, I wanted to make sure everybody understood that we are talking to Dorothy through an interpreter, if you will. Her, her name is Leticia, and uh, Dorothy is on the other end of the phone giving uh, Leticia her responses. And the reason why is because um, Dorothy contracted a malady, if you will, uh, where she's had some kind of damage to her vocal cords, and she is no longer to speak at the volume where she can be heard. So we're going to be speaking kind of through a third party, her dear friend, Leticia. Leticia, thank you and welcome also. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this for, for Dorothy and for the wellness journey. Oh, no problem. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So let's get started. I, I first wanted, uh, Dorothy, for you to share with our listeners, uh, just tell us a bit about yourself and why you felt the need to write this book. Sure, okay. Um well, first of all, I own a business. I'm, the ch- I'm called the Chief Overwhelm Eliminator, and uh, my business is called Pretty Smart Virtual Service. We're a full-service virtual assistant company where we handle the day-to-day needs of clients from everything from social media and website updates to full strategy and implementation. I consider myself a woman of God, wife of, the, of my best friend, and a mother to two chirpy kids, <laughs> or my two birds. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason for for writing this book um, came after my mom passed in July of 2012. The book was intended to be about grieving the loss of a mother and um, also healing through what was a difficult relationship that we had. However, my journey kind of took a different co- a different course, as it often does, right? Yes. And... Um, As I was journaling and writing and kind of getting my thoughts together um, for what I thought would be a book about 
loss of a mother and a difficult relationship. Um, During the two years that followed my mom's death, I endured another 27 people dying. So Mm. the idea for the book kind of took a turn. It turned into something quite different. Um, It went from grieving the loss of one person um, to kind of what happens when you experience the loss of multiple people. And um, I started to feel almost like a compounding effect mm-hmm. of loss in my life. And, and and so along the way, I was also inspired to share tips that I was personally using for myself to kind of bring back joy to my life um, in a situation that was just completely surrounded by grief. And I thought, you know, this might be a valuable tool to kind of incorporate into the book to help others. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the time, I also worked with a branding coach for my business. And mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. discovered that I had this gift for supporting others through their grief. And um, I found myself even doing it for my clients in my business, which was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also incorporated an aspect of dealing with loss as it relates to business. So whether that was a loss of a business partner or you know losing a client, um, that maybe provided you your sole income, you know, but um, just how death can really impact um, not only you personally, but also on the business side of things. Now, it's interesting because I know that you uh, recently, uh, or, or not too long ago, lost your uh, your voice or your ability to project. Do you think that that had anything to do with some of the things you've been through emotionally in terms of all the loss you experienced within a short period of time? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of took it takes over. Um, and uh, from what I've studied about research about my condition. Um, one of the reasons for the condition actually occurring uh, points to trauma. And mm-hmm. so that was quite an eye-opener for me. Yes. It's interesting because trauma can um, exacerbate itself in our wellness in many ways. In fact, I just recently did a show about trauma and mind-body-spirit mm-hmm. wellness and the things that uh, we can do to try to minimize the impact of trauma. And one of the first things about trauma is just recognizing that you've, you've been traumatized, that you are hurting, that there is something right. uh, that you've been through. So given that, what was the turning point in your life when it came uh, to suffering from neglect from your mother, when you really realized that you had been suffering from neglect and you knew that you mm-hmm. uh, had to, to heal from that? Uh, what was the aha moment, and what did you do to begin the healing process? Um, sure. Well, let me tell you first that I wrote a whole chapter about the physical manifestation of grief in my book and um, learned of all the things, just like you said, that grief can kind of do to the body. Um, but going back to your question, kind of the turning point for me, um, I think it honestly happened around the time of my wedding back in 2004, I didn't realize kind of the scope and the impact um, it had on my life through the years. But at my wedding, my mom was at a nearby casino. Um, We got married in South Lake Tahoe. And she was with my grandma. I had called and texted her a number of times that day, the day of my wedding, the most important day of my life, right? Yes. Asking her to please 
come to the house where I was getting ready and help me to help me get ready, you know, for my big day. And she told me she'd ask my grandma because she was driving. She was the driver mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. And I later learned from my grandma that my mom never had any such conversation with her, that that conversation actually never took place. And that was very hurtful to learn that, to learn of that. And then I think it was just kind of a pivotal point mm-hmm. that I learned that my mom like, was doing the best that she could with what she had. Um, and ultimately that I needed to kind of expect less from the relationship so that mm-hmm. I would not allow it to hurt my heart and my soul mm-hmm. as much as, you know, it could. Um, I think as a daughter, you expect that unconditional love yeah. from a parent. And so to to have your parent not fulfill that expectation, you kind of have to adjust to what the relationship, um, the best that it can be. Right. right? It's going to be as good as it's going to be. It's interesting because um, I have a very good friend who um, once talked to me about expectations and how mm-hmm. our expectations in life in general are usually a big setup for disappointment because whatever right. it is that we expect to happen, uh, it may happen, but it's never exactly how we imagine it to be. Maybe occasionally you, know, you, know, you expect to have, let's say, a beautiful wedding, a beautiful baby, and the wedding and the baby mm-hmm. far exceed its expectations. Those things do happen. But in general, a lot of things that we kind mm-hmm. of expect, they always have a tendency to fall short of our mm-hmm. of what we're thinking in our minds because our minds, I mean, they're, uh, the possibilities are endless in terms of the kinds of things we might allow us, ourselves to think about. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that there's so much other things that feed into what might happen that we ultimately right. don't have any control on the outcome of our expectations. Uh, and so right. when it comes to the situation with... Uh, your mother, uh, how did you begin to accept the fact that you're, that it will never get to the level of your expectation? And also, mm-hmm. how did you keep your disappointment in that relationship from feeding into others? Because I have to tell you, listeners, that Dorothy is one of the kindest, most joyful people mm-hmm. I've ever met. I mean, and I don't know her that well, but I can tell you just based upon my interaction with her that she's a beautiful person. There's some people who go through this kind of neglect or trauma who are very bitter. And then you Mm -hmm. add the physical malady that Dorothy's recently had, and that could be all the more reason to say, okay, now this, now I'm really mad. But I don't get any of that uh, from her at all, Mm -hmm. listeners, not at all. So tell us, share with (laughs) us um, how you were able to maintain such a positive and uh, kind outlook uh, in life and in your relationships with others. Well, first of all, Linus, thank you so much for that compliment. I I really take that to heart. Um, I do want to start off by saying that through the journey um, of learning about the relationship that I was going to have with my mother or that I did have with her, I come to learn, too, that God is the only one capable of the unconditional love that I was seeking, um, which helped me to really get through it. And I think I just always sought out the good in people, and Mm -hmm. I always attracted love and kindness to me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I didn't have spiritual wellness and the relationship with God, that I think I'd be in a totally different situation. Um, I'm not sure I would have, like, the faculties in which to deal with so much loss um, with still this underlying positive attitude, right? This, this mm-hmm. is what I call, you know, seeking joy in your time of grief. Right, right, right. And so, um, so sometimes I hear myself share with someone that I've, I've lost 28, like, people in a two-year period, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, did I really say that? <laughs> it just sounds so, so drastic and so extreme. And how am I here today? How did I survive all of that? Right. Um, I mean, that's that's amazing. That many people yeah. just lost. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I, and then there's other times where I really feel like God used that two-year time period of loss to show me just how strong and courageous I truly am. I know that I depend on my faith and like my relationship with God to get through every day, and I don't I don't really ever worry about tomorrow anymore. Um, because I know that God's already there. So having that um, strong spiritual uh, grounding or foundation mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. has been vital to to my healing. Okay. What role do you think spiritual wellness has played when it comes to building that relationship with God uh, and your ability to overcome uh, disappointment and loss? Um. Well, I think God created me to have a big heart. <laughs> um, I'm always looking for good in, in a situation and um, and people that I surround myself with. Um, and so I've been able to recognize the gifts that he's given me mm-hmm. and, um, and ask him for the guidance and the strength to get through it. And I've been able to kind of transition this uh, this experience of, of, of grief to something that um, can help others. And I think that's kind of the overlying lesson in all this, is that um, despite all that's happened to me, because we're all going to experience loss, we're all going to experience different things that kind of alter our world, kind of turn it upside down, that it's really how we react to it. And, um, and God gives me that strength to get over and to get through it. And he's really, I think, been such an inspiration that it's come through in my book as well. And so I hope that that inspiration that I've gotten from him, you know, I've been able to share with others to help them get through it too. And and, and your book is very inspirational. And it, it gave me a sense of not just inspiration but hope because there truly is yeah. life after trauma and tragedy. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it, when you're in the glooming, as they say, and you're in the midst of the grief and the loss, the idea of ever feeling any different seems so remote. And for people who are going through that, we, we just, I don't know if people will hear this because uh, they can hear it at any time. We happen to be uh, taping in February of 2015. We just got through the holidays. And for some people, uh, yeah. this was their first time in a holiday without yeah their loved one. And in right. some cases, the holidays will never be the same again because of the loss. You know, as we get older, we experience mm-hmm. more loss. What kinds mm-hmm. of tools or advice can you give people to help them create a new life 
without their loved ones, a new way of being and still having the ability to experience joy in their lives? Well, that's a good question. I think I, I kind of always remind people that to be gentle with themselves as they're kind of moving through their grief and through these losses. Um, I think we all go through it at a different pace. So to be patient through the journey, right, and be tender with yourself, take good care of yourself while you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Um don't compare yourself to others because people are going to go through grief in, in different ways. So your grief is your own. It's yeah. your own unique way of dealing with the situation. Um, and remember that you're lost. The ones that you have lost, they're always with you. Um, I think we think that death is permanent, right? It's this permanent thing that, that alters your life. But I think spiritually they're really always with us. So um, kind of mark the things that you know that um, remind you of the of the person in your life and kind of honor that person. Celebrate mm-hmm. the life that they shared mm-hmm. with you. Take joy in the memories and in the moment. Because those are yours forever. Those never go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's the holiday time, and it is for a lot of people I know the hardest time of the year, I would encourage them to toast the people that they love that they have lost at that time and remember those precious moments and those precious times where they spent the holidays with them and maybe even mm-hmm. share stories about them. Mm-hmm. Incorporate family in the moment. And um, and definitely don't go through it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we tend to isolate ourselves mm-hmm. um, and think that nobody's going to understand what I'm going through. And it's really important that you really lean into your support network your really true friends, um, your family who is there for you and who love you and want to help you get through it. And, and, you know, of course, finding those right people who understand what you're going through. Um, I struggled with the physical form of my mom being gone. That's probably one of the toughest things because you're not, they're not on the other end of the phone anymore, right? You can't just call and, and listen to their voice or go and see her anymore. And so to realize that she is always in my heart and, and always in my prayers kind of helped me to get over that. And um, ultimately, grief doesn't define you and who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people will find themselves so deep down in the grief mm-hmm. that they get lost in it. They kind of lose themselves in it. And right. so I would just want to tell them, you know, it, this this moment in time or this pain doesn't have to define you. You know, it's interesting because in my family, my four daughters just recently lost their father. Um, we're divorced and I have oh. remarried. But um, mm-hmm. he died yeah. unexpectedly as he was in an accident. He fell and hit his head. So it was a oh, very my. traumatic experience. And they're all in their 20s and one just turned 30. And I think mm-hmm. it's only been six or seven months, but it happened in July of uh, 2015. And I think one of the things that has helped them is that my youngest daughter found out a week before her father died that she's expecting. Oh, wow. So now we have new life coming in as the other life. Like, mm-hmm. And while it's bittersweet, like our Christmas is very different. We didn't celebrate Christmas the way we usually do because that was his time of the year. and It was just hard to do it. Uh, but right. it's interesting how God orchestrates things. 
Uh, I see my daughters getting they're, they're getting very, very strong, getting closer, supporting each other, pushing through and working through their lives. And I think that mm-hmm. having something new to love, uh, something new to look forward to, because even though it's my youngest who's having it, this is like everybody's baby. You know, we just had this huge yeah. baby shower for her mm-hmm. uh, or for him. Uh, you know, I came, I, I'm in the process of moving to another state, but I came home for the next uh, couple of months just to wait for uh, his birth. Everybody's kind of gathering around in anticipation of this new joy that's coming to our lives. And I'm wondering, sure. you know, when you're going through the grief process, and you talk about that, if entering into joy in some phase is part of the process. Uh, there's something yeah. in your book that's called uh, a death map, and it talks a little bit about this, the process and what it looks like. Can you share a little bit about what the death map is about and, and how that works? Okay. Well, first I just wanted to reflect on what you said. You know, my condolences to, to you and your family. I'm sure it's a really difficult time for them. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's a circle of life, right? I, I don't mean to be corny, but it is. It's a circle of life. And um, it, that kind of experience happened to me a lot around the deaths that I experienced, in particular um, when uh, my husband and I's friend, uh, Rob died. There was a baby born in our circle of friends, like the next day. Um, so here we were in, in deep loss, and then the next day we were celebrating a birth of a child right. into the world. Um, but going into the death map, um, that was more of a visual representation for me. Um, mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. helped me to quantify and comprehend what happened. So I drew out a timeline and started jotting down, you know, this person died here and then this person died at this time. And I realized that it was very cathartic to look at it in a bit of a graph format. Um, And that just may be the analytical part of me. But for Mm -hmm. me, it was good to kind of see it laid out. And it it also helped me to articulate how I felt. Um, I was able to pull together things that were common uh, mm-hmm. amongst these deaths that occurred um, or what I thought might be common. For for example, my mom died at the age of 63. Mm-hmm. And then three months later, my great-grandma died at 103. Um, mm. And then I saw threes like everywhere. It was like three mm-hmm. was a symbolic number in the middle mm-hmm. of the chaos. And so I was kind of wondering if, you know, maybe there's a connection in all this. Um, but that's kind of what mapping it out kind of did for me. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just kind of take it all in and kind of see it over a sequence of time. Um, mm. And, and um, kind of dig deeper into it. Um, and it was kind of, like I said, just kind of coming for full circle to um, these moments in time and putting it all into one and seeing it all kind of drawn out um, mm-hmm. of what I had been through and also survived. I, I think the visual just kind of showed I survived all this. You know? It's interesting also, too, because I think that, because I've experienced a tra- tragic loss with my mother's death. Um, she died uh, unexpectedly. Uh, she was mm-hmm. on her way to work and she was hit by a fire truck on her way to work. And uh, she was proceeding on the green. They were Mm -hmm. proceeding on the red, answering a smoke alarm. There was no alarm on or anything like that. They Mm -hmm. didn't have an alarm on. They were responding to a smoke alarm. But it wasn't an Mm -hmm. emergency. 
It was not an emergency. Mm-hmm. It was it was an accident. And yeah. uh, when you go through a tragedy like that, there are so many um, things that you take yourself through uh, in terms of just existing and trying to survive uh, that pain and trying to survive mm-hmm. that feeling that you have of loss. And what I learned yeah. in my journey uh, of, of healing and understanding uh, the grief process is that at some point you have to lean into your grief and recognize it for what it yeah. is and not be in denial that it exists and that it's going to be right. there for a while. And you have to learn to live with it because while you're learning to live with it, you still have to function. You still eventually have to go back yeah. to work. Eventually you have to wash your body. Eventually you have to clean your house. <laughs> eventually you have to eat. I mean, you know, eventually mm-hmm. you realize that life has to go on and you learn to have right. life go on with that, with that feeling. Uh, in the pit of your yeah. stomach, that, that process that you're going through. And speaking of yeah. that, the filling of the pit of your st- stomach, you talked about the physical manifestations uh, that you mm-hmm. went through or that you go through during grief. And I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit because we did talk sure. a bit about the voice and, and how you think mm-hmm. uh, that it might have been related. But in general, um, how do how does the physical manifestations and the grief process kind of work together? How does How does that how is one impacted when that happens? Sure. Well, um, like I said, I, I wrote a full chapter kind of on the physical manifestations that mm-hmm. um, grief can kind of take uh, in and on people. And I learned a great deal about um, the various forms in which this can happen via several interviews that I had with friends of mine who were also enduring loss. And mm-hmm. I really felt like this is the the platform for me to share about my condition, which, Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. the way, is called abductor spasmodic dysphonia. It's it's a funny story, Linus. A few years ago, I remember giving a talk about a month after my mom had passed away, and I decided to share on the topic of keep on keeping on, (laughs) basically Mm. how, how folks persevere despite sometimes tragic circumstances. Yeah. And um, after I completed my talk, I sat down and a woman got up and shared how much she enjoyed the group and, and then turned to me and shared how much my talk had given her hope as she mm. was coping with a terminal diagnosis that her mother yeah. had received. Whoa. And I have chills as I share this with you because I think that was truly the defining moment for me to say, okay, God, you know, there's nothing unique or different about me and my story what's different about me? And, uh, well, you know the adage, you know, asking you shall receive. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I can't mm -hmm. help but feel that um, I'm on the path of this vocal disability for a reason. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because despite the vocal disability, I think it's right there in itself it is a testimony of how God works because you just, you know, when when you are hit with these tragedies, these traumas, uh, these challenges, this just the issue of life, you can yeah. and he will give you workarounds mm-hmm. to be able to still live a life and in many ways a life that is joyous and that is fulfilling and full of love. And it does not have to be a death sentence for you uh, because someone mm-hmm. has passed on and the grief is there and you go through that process doesn't mean that you pass on with them. You do learn right. um, how to um, 
to live on. And if there was anything, if there were three things that you would want someone to uh, take away with them when they read your book, uh, Rising from the Ashes, what what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, well, a few things come to mind. Um, number one would be hope, um, that there is always, always, always hope um, in any of our circumstances that we go through, as painful as they are. Um, number two, that there is support out there. Um, you have to seek it, and you need to ask for it. Um, three, your grief is, is definitely not what defines you. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, but four, there's grief. Um, there's joy in the grief you may be now or have experienced in the past. I think we forget that um, there's joy in the morning, as they say, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that... Um, we need to work through it, be patient with ourselves, take good care of ourselves, and find ways to find that joy that is still present in our lives. Yes, it's true. It's interesting because I always go back to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven when I am in the depths of whatever my challenge might be is that I was not placed on this earth to be miserable. I was right. placed on <laughs> and, and to experience lack after lack after lack. I was put on this earth to have joy and to live an abundant life. That is the promise that he gave us and that he does Mm -hmm. have an ultimate plan. And we don't have access to that plan. We we only see the little tiny bit here and there. We don't really know what's happening. And I guess from that point comes the ability to or the need for us to enter into faith and trust in God that because he does Mm -hmm. have access to the full plan and because of what he tells us in terms of his unconditional love for us that this too shall pass. Right, and you know, and having that faith in God means having faith in His timing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as well as His plan for us. And so, um, that's that's been huge. That's kind of been a theme for my life these last few years. Yes. Now, has the book come out yet? Is it um, the last week's yes. book was going to be coming? Okay, great. So, for people who want to read the book, where do they go to get the book? Okay, so um, the book came out on December sixteenth. And um, you can go get it um, by visiting Amazon um, at um, the the HTTP uh, colon forward slash forward slash bit.ly dot com forward slash Dorsa Highs. Okay. And could you give that again one more time? It's on Amazon.com. And the actual title of the book, to make sure they put in the right title, because they can find it by the title. What's the actual title? Yeah. It's called Rising Above the Ashes, Reigniting Your Joy After Any Loss. Okay. And and, and one more thing, because I, we have um, just come out of 2014, and for me and many others, I don't think it was just me, many say that it was a pretty interesting year, pretty tumultuous year. A lot of things happened uh, mm-hmm. in 2014 that weren't so wonderful. So moving forward, because now we're in the new year, 2015, uh, since you are such a positive person, what advice can you share uh, with us to help us move into 2015 with uh, just as much enthusiasm and just as much as inspiration mm-hmm. as we might have had when we started 2014, especially given the fact that maybe we did have high expectations and we were disappointed? Right. What do we need to do to, to be, as inspir- be as inspired and as enthusiastic uh, as you are when it comes to moving forward? Well, thank you. Um, I always look to a new year as, like a literal new beginning. I look at every day that God wakes me up as a blessing, 
and an opportunity for starting anew. I've chosen kind of a word for my 2015 theme, which is endurance. Uh, mm-hmm. That defines much of what I'm doing with respect to my book, um, building and growing my business, my personal life, and actually all of the hiking my hubby and I have planned throughout the year. Um, I recommend doing a 2014 celebration and recap of what you went through um, throughout the year. And write down all the things that you're thankful for um, having happened in 2014. And also list the things that were less than ideal for you in 2014. So that therefore you can kind of look and turn to 2015 as a clean slate um, and get excited about all the possibilities that lie in front of you. Um, I kind of like to think of my life in terms of a theme song, you know, like when I'm introduced Mm -hmm. on a TV show, the song that would be playing kind of thing. Um, I have one, and it's called Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. The reason why are, are these lines in particular Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. And um, I hope that inspires your your fans and your followers um, to kind of be excited about 2015 and all that lies there for them. Dorsa, thank you so much for being so transparent, for sharing with us. And most importantly, just thank you for your heart for your patience and thank for your you. kindness. You are a blessing you, to many. You've been a blessing to my life, and I just thank you for being uh, on the wellness journey, uh, wellness journey today. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. And that was Dortha Heinz, and we were talking about her new book, which is now released, Rising Above the Ashes, Reigniting Your Joy After Any Loss. If you're interested in getting the book, uh, you can go to Amazon.com and just type in that title, Rising Above the Ashes, Reigniting Your Joy After Any Loss. And I'm telling you, I've read this book, and it has really helped me deal with some of the issues that I still come across as a result of losing uh, my mother almost 26 years ago. And just recently, my daughter's father, um, my ex-husband, who I was married to for almost 13 years, died just this past July. And it's amazing some of the things that come up on a daily basis that almost knock you off your feet in terms of, oh, wow, that's right, they're not here anymore, or something else that reminds you of. And this book really helped me navigate uh, my grief and to find a way to still reignite um, my joy for life and to help my children on this journey that they're going through and having lost their dad. I hope you've enjoyed this particular episode of The Wellness Journey, and please encourage your friends to listen to this interview. There's so much good information that I think is really valuable when you're dealing with any kind of loss, whether it's the loss of a person uh, in your family, uh, loss of a relationship, loss of a job. There are ways that we can move forward along our journey, this journey we call life, in a positive way, learning how to kind of renew, re-energize, and reignite our joy. Uh, for life, because what life worth is, we cannot move forward each and every day looking for the joy, looking for the good in each and every situation. Thanks so much for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live, and I've enjoyed having you, and I hope you'll tune in again. Remember, we have live shows every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and don't forget to listen to our archives. We've got some amazing shows on our archives. 
just wonderful that I think will bless you in many ways along your journey to wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you for joining Linissa Praiseworks on the wellness journey. We hope that you've enjoyed today's program and have found something to help you along in your journey to total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. For more information, please visit praiseworks.biz or find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.